Hello and welcome to the Grow Up Podcast. My name is Kennedy Garfield and I am a 20-year-old dreamer who is obsessed with leveling up their life. If you are looking to build your confidence, navigate career moves, or find balance in your relationships, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to allow inspiration and knowledge to easily seep into that beautiful brain of yours. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of growing a little stronger. Leave it to me to provide relatable advice, share personal stories, and interview badass women who are killing it in their own unique way. I know you're about to have such a great time with me, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's grow up together. I am Shelby Hutchings, and as for what I do, my whole goal in life is just to have an impact. Seriously, that's I'm going to get it tatted somewhere. I don't know where yet. Well, my body. I don't know where on my body. Anywho. And I help business owners streamline their processes so that when they go home at night, they can have peace of mind and not just be laying there and super stressed about life and all the things that they have to do at work. I'm really passionate about helping others create that work-life balance, however that looks for them, um, so that they can also have an impact in, in their field. As for what I like to do, I like to wake surf. I like to snowboard. I like to try new foods for sure, especially like new sushi rolls. The weirder, the better. You know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I always ask. It's really funny because I'll go to a restaurant and they'll be like, okay, what do you recommend? And then I never get what they recommend. I always do like the opposite. <laughs> so that's another part. Another thing about me is like, I observe the masses and do the opposite that's just cool. because my whole goal is to be in the top you know three to five percent therefore if the masses are out doing what they do you just got to observe them and then do the opposite right so that's awesome I actually, and I love dad jokes <laughs> yes I will never forget the first time that I met um Shelby in person so actually I met Shelby through um, my line of work she's in the coaching program that I do with Kevin Karcher so we met over Zoom so many times before I actually met you in person, which is actually literally crazy. But I feel like I'm like best friends with you. So it's super funny. She like comes up to me and she goes <laughs> at me. And I was like, what are you doing? And it was just so funny. Like your jokes and like your humor. Like I knew you were funny. Oh, and like man. I knew you were like that. But it like magnified when I met you in person and I just like, this woman is awesome. And it just made me like, love you so much more. So I thought uh-huh. that was- Thanks, hey, wait. you need to include what's your goal for your wake surfing. So for wake surfing is to complete a 360 on the wake surf, ride it out in Bora Bora. So I found the company. I just need to like, look at what hotel I want to stay at and like book the flights, you know, cause like it's happening. That's- it's happening by May of 2024, which is kind of scary to say out loud, but going to do it. You got that. I think that's awesome. When I heard um, all of your goals, I was like, dang, I really got to up mine because they're freaking legit. So um, I needed everyone to know that. Let's hop into the questions and um, we'll get right to it. So first question, how do you show up as your authentic self? This is something that I'm still working towards. Like authentic can mean different things to different people right and so for me I think it all starts with like asking questions so you can discover who you are because how do you know what your authentic self looks like if you don't take the time to ask the questions and so for me this started at the age of like 18 where you know after you graduate high school it's like good luck like go figure life out and 
to me, like I didn't like the college university life didn't really like sit well with me. I just, that's not what aligned with what I wanted to do. And so I started reading, like the first book was the code of the extraordinary mind by vision. I always have a hard time pronouncing his last name, but he's like the owner of mind Valley, really cool guy. And it really just helped me kind of question my beliefs, but not in like a, an aggressive way, but like from a loving place of like, okay, I've been taught this my whole life and I've never questioned it. But now that I'm out on my own and like, I'm creating my own life, like I need to start asking these questions. Right. And so long story short, I think for anyone who's trying to find their authentic self or like wanting to live more authentically, like start asking the questions of like, why do I do this? Why do I wake up a certain way every morning? And it's probably because that's how you were raised growing up. So it's like just little things like that. And I'm seeing, yeah, where your habits come from, because typically, especially at the age of 18, they came from your parents. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is <laughs> just truly to truly know yourself, you, and to truly know anything in life, you have to ask the questions. Yeah. And I actually love that. I love that you brought that up. And I think important thing to note too, is like, it's hard, like so freaking hard and uncomfortable to like be conditioned uh, like for 18 years. And then to be like, actually, do I really believe in that belief or do I really align with how that was taught to me my entire life? And like when you don't like truly align with something and then you have to question it over and over and over again. And it's like this repeated cycle, like that's super hard, especially like during those young ages, like in my twenties, like it during like 18, like now to like, I'm only 21, like it's changed constantly all the freaking time. And I'm like, that's yeah. so like crazy. So I just want to know, like, do you like relate to that? Like, was that hard for you or what was easy for you? I think the word hard word hard is an interesting word I would say like uncomfortable yeah right like doing something that you're not used to doing will always be uncomfortable at least for the first few times and so I would say the hard part would be a lot of my friends at that time were just like out having fun and like going on trips and doing all of that stuff whereas for me like it takes time to like sit down and like ask yourself those questions and to read the books and to invest in conferences and do all of those things but the payoff for me has always been worth it always maybe not in that moment but I know that I will always reap more than I sow but you have to do the reaping right so the sowing and the reaping the reaping will come you gotta sow (laughs) there you go (laughs) No, I like that a lot. And I thought it was intriguing that you said you didn't fully align with going to college. What did that feel like to you? Or how did you know that? I would say I did go to college. I did go to, okay. I did, I did like concurrent enrollment in high school. Okay. And so sweet. I did like okay. math 1050, English yeah, 1010, yeah. lived, whatever yeah. that stuff. Um, But I went up to SUU for a semester. And I remember like sitting in class and just thinking like everything that they're teaching me right now is like from their perspective and their opinion, all of these professors, like sure they get the curriculum and like there's certain things that they have to follow, but that person up there is just like, I paid a lot of money to hear their opinion. (laughs) And if I'm going to hear someone's opinion, I'm going to go find a lifestyle that I want or a person who's achieved what I want to achieve. And I'll just learn from them. And it will be much more affordable because I could do that through books, through audibles, through, um, you know, podcasts. And those are a lot more affordable than thousands of dollars to 
be told when to put your butt in a seat and if you're answering the right or wrong questions on a test. Yeah. Right. So like I, in order for me to know, I had to try and I did. And I was like, screw this man, dropped out. Yeah. I like that you say in order to know you had to try. That's so true. That is so true. Like, um, cause I did the same thing for college. Like I freaking loved school. Like that was like my identity was kind of like school. And then like, I actually went and I was like, I just feel like they're putting me in a box and then they're trying to make me have this certain career. And I was like, I don't actually know if I even want that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't even feel aligned. So, but I advocate for education just in a different light. So I think that's Yeah, cool. honestly, to each their own. And like, we need people to go to college so that they yes. can be doctors. And like, we need that, right? Teachers, so yeah, exactly. I am not bashing on, on education at all. Yeah. Um, for me, like I said, I just, it didn't align for, you know, I'm, I'm not cut out to be a doctor. I'm just yeah. not. Well, it looks different for you and yeah, neither am I, um, but I think it's actually way cool. Um, and I think like if your purpose is your purpose and you align with it, I say go for it. But like what, what I like love about you is that your education looks a lot different and you're like, oh yeah, I was reading a book and like you've referenced books to me and you're in coaching groups and you're in conferences, like you into a sample thing, like you, your education oh, looks yeah. a lot different and it seems like way more aligned to you, which I think is just like the equivalent to college, but more of like your style. So I like that about you a lot. So yeah. And to go off of that, I think that for me, or I know that for me yeah. going to these conferences and it's not just about the conference or it's not just about the meeting. It's not just about, I mean, the book, like whatever it is, it's about the access that you receive from choosing to show up for yourself because the people that I've met from these like these conferences or these events that I held like they bring me opportunities that I would have never had had I not just shown up right so a lot of people think like why are you going to that conference like is that really worth your time and it's like you like I'm not going for the conference like I'm not going just to put my butt in the seat and to learn like that's just one awesome part of it but majority of it is the people that I get to me and yeah like the access that I that I get and the same goes for like paying for a nicer gym or paying for uh first class it's like it's not about first class it's about the access that I'm getting from the person I'm sitting next to which I wouldn't have met that person back in coach you know yeah no you meet meet other people back there and that's a whole (laughs) different fun story yeah true it's the access which I really 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 love about that because like just going to conferences and like being in the space of self-development like it's wild of like how change your life how can make you feel so seen like um I like in college it was just hard to like feel like there was a place for me yeah then like I finally was like okay I'm I need to try something different or I need to go in a different direction and then I like had never found my more my tribe of people in my entire life like I was like I could be friends with every single one of these people that are in this room and that's so cool next question tell me about a time when you truly felt seen so the first thing that comes to mind is last August I believe I think it was August I was in Scottsdale for like an NLP training which we can maybe get into that a little bit later but we were doing a guided meditation and so this room I would say there's about probably like 30 people in this room cool maybe more 
a lot of energy is my point. And so, you know, you're sitting there and this was probably like a 45 minute, like hour long guided meditation. Like it was wild. It was awesome. And so as I was sitting there, we walked through our, our timeline, if you will. And we went back to when we were a child. And so you're meeting the youngest version or the youngest version of yourself that you can remember. That is when I felt super seen by my own self. So it was a very interesting experience, but I remember looking into my eyes as this young girl who is perfect, right? In essence, like just a perfect little girl and just seeing in my eyes slash her eyes, this is where it gets kind of trippy, but like just in knowing that like you got this, like I believe in you a thousand percent and like you are powerful. And at, this is the craziest thing. All of a sudden, the the speakers and the mics like blew in this room. And we had not, this was like a six day event. There had not been any like issues with, you know, sound or tech yeah. or whatever. And right when I was like, you are so powerful, the speakers blow. And it wasn't just like a little like, it was like, everyone was like hitting the deck. Like it was so freaking loud. And people are like crying and like having similar experiences. It was insane. Like the energy was absolutely wild. But again, long story short, that was one of the moments where like I knew to my freaking core, my internal world and my external world of like, I see you. And it was myself seeing myself. And that was like the most like beautiful, powerful, amazing moment that I've had in a while. So that's so cool. And oh my heck, like I kind of like I got chills because like, I believe in those moments so hard. Like, I think meditation or any sort of like breath work or any sort of like visualization is just so powerful. And yeah, that's like, that's like the highest way you could see yourself is you seeing yourself not even like someone else seeing you for you but like you saw yourself like fully which I think is like so cool and like the most epic way to answer that question so that's like way awesome where was this or where where did you get yes so it was down in Scottsdale so it's a part of the like neurolinguistic programming okay group that I'm a part of and I think the reason that it was top of mind is because yesterday I um, like reserve my seat for the one in December that's coming up. Oh, cool. And so I just had like that flashback of that specific moment at that event. And let me tell like, seriously, that was wild. It was like inception. It was like me seeing myself, seeing myself. Was there any like, cause I know some people have like, they'll like give them a hug or were you just like looking at your younger self at that moment? And then you just were like saying that. Yeah. Cool. Like we were just hanging out and I think part of the meditation is like yeah giving your, your younger self yeah. a hug so I just remember like the energy is really like yeah. the biggest thing that I remembered of just like let's freaking go like let's go <laughs> pissed off for greatness <laughs> P-O-F-G. that's so funny I love that really cool really really cool that was that was a good one that was like one of my faves. You killed that. Next question. What is the biggest lesson you are learning as a woman right now? I would say the biggest lesson we hear all the time of women who are in maybe like a big corporation or like just in the career, I want to say environment, but like in a career where maybe they're surrounded by mostly men, which is like the stereotype, right? Like we hear all the time. And that was a story that I would tell myself, like, I'm not take being taken as seriously because I'm not a man. And a lot of the meetings that I'm in, like, I am the only woman, like, that is very common. And what I'm realizing lately, so with my business partner, who's a man, and when people call in asking 
like to speak with one of us it's always me and I think it's hilarious and he's like what the like why are they calling him like asking for you just because in my mind I'm like he has maybe a little bit more credibility in this specific space yeah. just because he's been doing it longer which yeah. is totally fine and that's great but yeah that's been happening recently where it's like people call in asking specifically for me like which I think is really cool like they could have asked yeah. for him because they have the relationship and the credibility but like uh maybe they feel more comfortable asking for me or like with me being in the coaching realm like yeah. when I'm we have our mastermind calls with people with our clients they like when they mention things that they've heard from me that have really helped them like that's cool. like I'm realizing that I matter and like I always knew that I matter but like I'm making a difference and yeah. it's so important for all women to show up and to like say what's on your mind and to put it out there even if it's not or you don't think it's being well received or you don't feel maybe respected or yeah. insert whatever story you're telling yourself is really what it is like yeah. it does matter that's is, cool is the point being so I'm real I'm definitely realizing that and seeing that and it's building my my confidence and my credibility and I think every woman should experience that because we deserve that yeah and I think that you deserve that at the most. Like, that's the way I've always viewed you as someone that had a lot of knowledge. And like, of course, I like go to you about stuff as well. So like, I think that you have a lot of credibility. So seeing you be like, oh yeah, I feel like I matter. I was like, oh, I could have told you that. <laughs> like, I could have easily told you that yeah. the day I met. So, but that's cool that it, it's kind of backed up in a way because I think I think it's funny when you were like the story that I told myself was just like oh men matter more in like the corporate space because that's what I told myself for like a really long time I try not to shame myself with that view anymore but it was almost like that kept me in the victim stance for like a really long time oh yeah and I would feed that story and then I would feed more of like well it's just because like my my opinions don't matter or like I would have that story of like men mean more in this space because I'm this I'm this I'm this and it just was like this never-ending cycle and I was like I just I I just can't so for you to be like oh I show up and I just say my opinion I take space in the room like that's I had to learn that too of like it's okay for you to show up and give that I think it's magic. I think women have magic. And like, I agree. I've always said that. Like, I was like, a woman's intuition is literally so insane. Yes. And for, like, I think it's like a total privilege to, like, hear from a woman and hear their knowledge because I'm like, it's like freaking powerful. Like, yeah. So insane. So I love that you've, like, made that connection and it's like your story now. So super awesome yeah and a quick follow-up to that is recently everyone in our company took a test called the working genius and my it breaks down there's like six different categories and my top two well the my my number one is discernment what's interesting is like my business partners is um ideas like ideation and coming up with ideas it's just very interesting to see that like maybe majority of men are more like the idea person because they want to be the one coming with the idea whereas like maybe women are more um on the like discernment side and I'm going to go through and look at the rest of everyone in our company yeah but 
I think in knowing also that like different, everyone's different when it comes to like their working genius or their personality. And it's not so much like the struggle of being heard, but like, how can you get your point across or how can you be like living and excelling in your working genius while also allowing someone else to do the same? I've learned to, when someone has an idea, like in the past, I'd be like, well, I want my idea to be heard. Like my idea needs to be heard. So allowing others to like share their idea and hear it, but then I can come back and be like, that was such a great idea. Like, can I offer some feedback? So like I'm working in my discernment and feeling heard. And so I think not only is it just like men are this way, women are this way, like it's broken down to like a science for each individual person. And so taking the time within your company, um, within like even your family or your friend group, like so you can understand how people are operating you don't take things as personal yes yes and so I think that's been a a big part of the awakening for me is like I understand how people are operating therefore I'm feeling more valued because my values are being met yeah but it was on me right like it wasn't on anyone else like I had to do the learning I had to decide that and show up like that in every single meeting which I freaking love and I like that point a lot I think you freaking nailed that so well I just had a note that I thought was super important the fact that you asked before you gave it I think there's something like feedback when it comes regarding feedback that I think is very very important I don't know where I learned that maybe it was from you probably was from you to be fully honest but there's something so powerful about just being like, okay, can I give feedback to that? Then they are way more, the person that you ask are way more receptive to it. Cause it's like, yes. now, you know, if they actually want it or not. And oh, yeah. it creates like a much more comfortable and inviting environment. I, I thought that was like the freaking life hack. I was like, <laughs> we've made it. I figured it out. This is the life. Here post. we go. <laughs> Asking yeah. for permission to give feedback, which I think causes like, it doesn't cause like any drama or any like weird, awkward, like, oh, I didn't really ask for this. And I feel like you're giving ideas yeah. that are not like met. So that's cool. I like that you said which, that. That's something I'm definitely still working on just because yeah. like, I'm a fixer. Like I just want to fix it. And I'm yes, very logical. And I'm like, well, if we do A and B, then like, C has to happen you know but I recognize like especially in my marriage that like it's important for me to feel heard yeah and so if I'm not asking those questions and say I'm just like spilling out like what I think is the solution and it's not received well I'm not feeling heard so it's only helping myself by asking like hey do you want advice or do you want me to just listen right now okay you want me to just listen perfect so then in my head I'm not coming up with like all of these solutions like I can just chill you know and be like yes that's valid. Like that's totally valid how you're feeling. But I love you know, that. if there's some advice, I'm like, I'm I'm getting some advice ready in my head. We're gonna fix this yeah. right now. And so it it takes the pressure off for sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that same way. Um, and it's funny, I like that you guys did the working genius quiz and stuff like that. Um, there's like a lot out there. And beforehand, I was like, oh, whatever. But like, I actually kind of like being told what I am a little bit. And like, I've always been really, really good about taking what resonates and leaving what doesn't. Um, So I've loved all the quizzes. Like, I'm super, I like, I like human design now. And like, um, if you ever get gone into that, I highly, highly recommend that. But that like taught me a lot about um, asking for permission before giving feedback too. Because it was like, you 
you almost, for me, I know that I have to be invited to let my ideas go. Like a lot of it is like, I have to receive some sort of um, invitation to give my knowledge, which has like really, really helped with a lot of interactions. And like you said, feeling seen. Like, cause that's, that's just what humans want is like to be heard, understood and like felt seen. So, um, I like that that all correlates. Tell me about NLP and like what you studied and where it has shifted your life the most. Yeah, that is a loaded question. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And so basically it's training your unconscious mind to get the results that you want and so this all started for me back in 20, I think it was 2018. And I started with, it was like 10 days. So this training was 10 days, eight hours every day. Like this was no joke. Like this was like the biggest investment that I had made. And I'm like, we're showing up for this. Like <laughs> you got to eat healthy. You got to, you know, like it was, it was crazy. It was awesome. Like I still have the big binder that's like this big, just full of, life-changing it's like my bible seriously at this point now and so that's cool how that has changed my life like it changed everything for me literally everything it was like being like reborn and the biggest thing with like the the course or the program that I went through is there's something called timeline therapy And so for me, like, I've never necessarily been a fan of like talking therapy. Um, Just for me personally, I'm just like, I haven't had the best experiences with that. And so what timeline therapy is, in a nutshell, is basically, you're focusing on the five main negative emotions. So fear, anger, guilt, hurt, and sadness. And we have this timeline of our lives. And so like, if I were to ask you to like point in the direction of where your future is in relation to your body like if you were to just point anywhere like where would you point like where your future is yeah point forward okay like this way right in front of me okay cool and then where would your past be right behind me cool so yeah everyone has different timelines so for me mine's been like more this way and Mm so some are like this way some are like this way they're all different so you you think of your timeline right and you essentially like you're leaving your body and you're floating up above your timeline and then you're going there's like a step there's like a process right like there's things that you're reading um and so this is very like nutshell cool yeah yeah yeah, right yeah and so you would like float up above your timeline and go back to the time where you first felt anger for example and so think of these different negative emotion like your emotional events as like little beads or little pearls on a pearl necklace okay so the idea is when you go back to the first time that you felt anger and you cut that that off right and you resolve it and you learn from it it lets go all of those other negative emotions aligned or associated with anger going back walking through the process and helping each other like release those five main negative emotions and when I say like i typically do not feel those negative emotions like I don't like there was even a time period after the training to where like I almost wasn't feeling a whole lot of any emotion you know like there wasn't like a lot of highs and lows I was just yeah more more steady and so I almost had to like relearn
like the positive emotions feel too, which is why it's important to do like the second part of the training, which I did a little bit later. Anywho, but I would say that was one of the biggest learnings is you go back to the time where you felt that negative emotion or how I do it in, in present day now is like if I am experiencing anxiety, which typically comes from like either I said something or did something that maybe I shouldn't have or maybe it came out wrong. And then I have this fear of how it's going to affect me in the future or, you know, like everyone's uh, when they experience anxiety is could be different. But what I've realized and what's helped me the most is 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 if I can learn from those events and I can learn from those emotions, I can let go of that emotion. So when I first felt anger and for some people, it was like while they were in their mother's stomachs, for some, it was like pre-mortal and they remember that for some it's when they're in the imprint stage, which is anywhere from like zero to seven years old. And so I think mine was like, I was four or five and my sisters popped my blues clues, little like inflatable chair. Like it was kind of something, (laughs) like it was something silly now but like in that moment like I was freaking pissed I'm like how dare you right (laughs) and so you go back and you like you ask yourself like what can I learn from this like everyone's doing the best with what they know um I need to clean up after myself and put my my things away like you're taking full accountability so you're asking yourself what can I learn from all of these things that will then allow this negative emotion to disappear and then you you come back to now and like those emotions are not there like it is insane that's so and so but yeah that's something that everyone can do you know in in like the present tense is like just ask yourself what you can learn from this because lessons learned like need not repeat themselves yes and I know that to be true like I know that to be true a thousand percent and so again long story short but I would say that has been like the biggest um learnings from NLP that was truly life-changing as well as knowing that words don't describe they define wow that's crazy I just want you to know that you like freaking dropped a huge bomb that is like awesome like that was gold that's so cool because that's a resource like that's literally a skill that can be learned and I well I love that you were like I don't relate this way but I found something else that works for me and if that like the what is it called timeline therapy is that what you timeline yeah timeline therapy cool which is crazy and um just a question on it are you like is this like a close your eyes type thing and then visualize or like what did that look like for you yeah so you're sitting there you can lay or um be sitting and then you you'll like visualize yourself going up above your timeline and then there's different like positions so like and I don't know off the top of my head at this moment but like one's like looking back and then two is like a bird's eye view looking down on the event three is like going even further back in the in the past and then looking forward towards your future and so those are just examples obviously if you're wanting to do timeline therapy seek a professional or someone who's (laughs) trained in that although um it's really cool cool because you're just observing you're observing the event you're not in the event you're not feeling the heavy emotions of that event and if you do start to feel those emotions, you just float higher above the the event to where you feel comfortable yeah. and safe to to extract the learning to then move on. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And what I liked a lot from that is like, 
Well, from personal experience, when you said that you were fixer, I related to that a lot because it's always like, there's a problem like, oh, it needs to be fixed, 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 fixed now. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I am very much addicted to a growth mindset. It's like, okay, if there's a problem, well, we just need to improve. Like, like that's just like that is me that is my brain all the time and I'm super super grateful for it and sometimes when it connects with like this sort of therapy and what you're talking about it's super exhausting because it's like because you you look at all of your experiences and all those emotion emotions and you're just like everything needs to be fixed and then you're just Mm -hmm. like okay we have to go hard and like we got to fix it and what I liked, there was like a snippet of you that were like when your blues clues, which is so sad. I'm so sorry. Like that, that would sad. break that would break my heart. But you were like, but like it seemed silly, but I was upset and that was okay. Yeah. Like, that that brain of like being a fixer, there's nothing more important than accepting your emotions for how they were and not, and just being like, it wasn't silly at the time. It was actually right. very, like I was very mad at that time and that is okay. And then that's how you get over it. It's not yeah. inviting shame whatsoever. And like, I had to learn that the hard way and I'm still learning that. Like I'll go to therapy and I'm like, okay, what can I do? Like, what skills can I learn? And how can I like be better, be better, be better? And I was like, well, first your step is just like fully accepting how you're feeling and sitting yeah. with it for just a second. Um, so I love that you brought that in. You were like, yeah, it was silly, but it was how I felt at the age of what was it, four or five. So amazing. Yeah. And I think part of that goes back to the journey of like trusting yourself. Yes. Because for me, like, I really don't have any regrets because just like you said, in that moment, that is exactly what I wanted. And as I'm gaining more knowledge and my my awareness is um, opening up or expanding, that like, I'm just learning and growing and learning more things to make better decisions, whatever yeah. better means, right? And yeah. so I think just giving yourself grace and, and knowing like, I'm doing the best with what I know right now. Yes. But in five, 10 years, I'm going to know more. So then I can make even better decisions yes. for myself. Yeah. So, it's I definitely a journey. It is a journey, man. It is a journey. And with no destination. And I have to keep remembering that. Of like, Me too. There will be destinations that I'll like consider wins and be like, oh, yeah, that was really great. But it is a journey. Yeah. And there is no showing up and being like, I am this fully healed human being. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, not like that. So that's cool. Nope. Before we move on to the last question, I thought it was really funny that you brought this up because I had actually thought about this. You said that you had no regrets. Why? Or what does that look like for you? I think I realized that what's done is done. So for me to sit here and dwell on the past or beat myself up for a decision that I made, like that's that serves no one. Like l- yeah. literally it serves no one so I it goes back to like asking myself like what can I learn from this like that's enough for me because again like the lessons learned are not they're not going to repeat themselves like we see this time and time again like I'm sure you can think of someone who like maybe bad things are constantly happening to them or they have the poor me victim mindset and it's like if you just freaking learn from it like the god universe whatever higher source you believe in like they just want you to have a good life and to learn and grow like that is 
it. And so you are self-sabotaging yourself yes. with this poor me victim mindset. Like just learn from it. It's that simple. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to solve. Learn from it. Yes. Knowledge, knowledge is a solution. Just freaking learn from it and move on. <laughs> I <laughs> love that concept. And I love that you brought up that like higher power, God, whatever you relate to. Um, for me, it's God right now because spiritual journey is also who knows that's a whole nother thing um but like they they want you to have such an epic and awesome life like it's it wasn't like oh we want you to go through these trials because you like we want you to have a hard life it's like no like honestly they see your vision they see all your hopes and dreams and they're like oh okay let's do it like that sounds awesome I want that for you like they want your desires just as much as you do and once you like realize that and come from that perspective it's like okay yeah I agree I don't have any regrets I'm like it wouldn't get me here where I am right now and I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have so amazing that's a huge and powerful stance well and it's not about achieving these big goals and dreams it's about becoming the person that can easily achieve them yes that's cool that's cool and again like it's not the destination it's like I'm not like I have these big goals like I will be straight up like I have these huge goals and sometimes I'm like holy shit like how (laughs) am I going to get there but when I realize that like it's truly about becoming the person that can person that can easily and effortlessly achieve that then I know that I just need to show up for myself every day like just show up like you said be one percent better however that looks like do my non-negotiables, even if it's for five minutes, right? Like instead of going to the gym for an hour and a half and the all or nothing mindset, which you and I have talked about, it's like showing up for 30 minutes. Like that's better than doing nothing. Yeah. And so in knowing that it's, it's definitely helped, I think, uh, build momentum and like acceleration towards my goals, just by having that mindset of like some of these goals and maybe feel the same way. It's like, that feels like such a huge mountain to climb. Yeah. Right. Like some of these eyeballs that we've, that we've set and we talk about in our accountability group, it's like, some of these are freaking wild and I'm stoked for yeah. everyone when they achieve these, because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just about becoming the person focus on that. And, yeah. and all of these goals will, they have to happen by law. Right. I love that. And I mean, little context for the listeners, Shelby and I were in, so I work for Kim Karchner who's, and she's in the program together. And every Friday at 6am, we, she's actually the group leader now, which is my favorite (laughs) group lead. But at 6am, we get together with everyone in the program and we just talk about, and she referenced it as our I goals, um, which is just like three goals that we have for the year um, for business, personal or relationships or whatever category you want to include it in. But that concept of just like being 1% better, a part of me had a really hard time with it for a while because my 1% as, and I'll say this, a recovering like perfectionist, that perfectionism mine was, it was a hundred percent. Like literally my 1% was like, oh, it has to be 100%. So I was like, oh, I have to read for like two hours a day. And like, that was, that was so hard and draining. And I was like, I can't, like, I just can't be, it's awful. But it wasn't until honestly, like really you probably where it was like, it's a, it's never an all or nothing. Like sometimes for me, it's like, okay, like I, it's really hard to get out of bed. Sometimes I'm like, oh my heck, like to start the day, like that sounds not fun at all. 
Um, but it came to like, at, at least I have to have some intention behind it. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do some stretching. Okay. That's my intention for doing something for my body. Another like context too, like Shelby and I were really into the non-negotiables, which are doing something for your mind, body, and spirit every day. So that's kind of what she means when she talks about non-negotiables, but yeah, like 1% better can literally look like 1%. It does not have to look like 100% or going all out. So that was a huge mindset shift for me as well. So last question, how do you express your power? It all starts with like showing up every single day and showing up for yourself so that you can show up for others is something that I've really been focused on lately. And there's power in consistency, just as we were talking. And so I would say that is just doing the best of what I know every single day and having a clear intention and just continually working towards a better version of myself. And like we talked about, it's it's a journey, right? So that's what I would say is like, just show up. Like, yeah. that's half the battle, you know, just show up, show up to the gym. Like there's many times most of the times where I'm like I don't want to freaking go but I'm going to show up because I know on freaking Friday morning that I (laughs) am gonna have to answer to these people yeah (laughs) you know and so that would be my biggest piece of advice is if you're wanting to feel powerful and express your power just show up that's cool I kind of want you to dive a little bit deeper. What does showing up specifically look like for you? I know you said just like showing up to the gym, but like, is there any other things that come to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is like being present, like be where your feet are is something that someone once said on stage. (laughs) I wonder who did that. (laughs) I wonder who did that. KG. Yeah. Like being, being where your feet are, I would say it's powerful. Like we talked about in the very beginning, like knowing who you are, which comes from asking those questions. It's hard to feel powerful if you don't have clarity. And so being very, very clear on who you are and who you're not, no list is just as important as a yes list. Like setting intentions, visualizing and knowing where you're going and being very clear with that. Like I sat down and recently and created my ideal life vision and so this is like a six seven pages of like my life like my ideal life written out and very 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 clear to me and that's to me that's powerful like I know where I'm going and I know just as much as I know that the sun's coming up in the morning tomorrow morning every single morning that I will achieve those like I just freaking know it and yeah. to me, that's powerful. Makes me want to punch something. <laughs> no, I think that's way cool. And that's like, that's definitely like, that's an accomplishment. Like if no one has told you like, that's awesome. And like, congrats to get to a place where you are confident about where you're going takes a lot of work and takes a lot of asking yourself questions, figuring out what you like and what you don't like like that. It takes time. It honestly yep. does. And there is no pressure to it. Like I'm sure there was no timeline for you to be like, I need to figure out where I need to go or whatever. And I'm sure there was that pressure like inside your head, but like you figured it out and you have it done. And now you have a whole report of like where you're going. And I think that is awesome. Um, Thank you. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's like, oh, things will change and you're okay with that. You're okay with change. But for now, for what you know, that's what it looks like. And I think that's awesome. And I can see that you fully believe in it. Like sometimes that's what it takes. It's just being like, this is what 
I want. And for right now, I'm going to believe that I'm, I'm going to achieve it because that just might be enough. That might be enough proof for God or the universe to be like, okay, Shelby knows she deserves it. I'll give it to her. Like that's yeah. sometimes that's all it really, really takes. So that's cool. And I like that a lot. Um, and I think power is subjective, but I love the way you define it. And I love the way that it is simple as showing up and being present. Yeah. And like, that's something I'm working on right now is like being present. And for me, that has looked like just being like asking myself, what do I want to do right now? Like, what do I feel like doing and being right now? And it's sometimes hard, like not thinking about that future self all the time. I think there's definitely balance. Um, But being where your feet at is really, really cool. I'll share one skill that I've recently learned that has actually really helped me. Lately, anxiety has been a part of my life pretty much honestly after high school that's only when I really started experiencing Mm. it which is strange I never experienced it like too heavily in high school after high school it like was like and I was like what's going on and then I finally understood where everyone was coming from and I was like okay I get it guys this is awful um but for me like anxiety is I'm all in my head I get all in my head and then I'm not present like literally I'm like I am not in my body or like I'm not here but yeah. I'm just up here so something that I did learn was like you do like a five four three two one so like you stare at five things for 10 seconds and then you feel like four things and then you smell three things and then you like taste two things now actually now that I'm thinking about it that's what I've done but that might actually might not be the correct thing but that's what I've done and honestly like brought me back it silences like yeah. all of my worries and it's like okay now I oh when you hear okay that's what it is five things you look at four things that you can touch three things that you hear did I ever say that two things yeah. that you can smell and one thing that you can taste yeah okay. that's what it is that's what it is and um like I do that like literally anywhere where I'm like I need to feel where my feet are at or like racing thoughts I'll do that and it like will bring me back so easily and it's like been the best life hack honestly and it seems super silly but sometimes the little things and the silly things are like the biggest impact yeah well there's power in the five senses yeah that's how I I set my goals is like I put myself what in the in the event where I've achieved those goals and how it feels how it smells how it tastes like literally the five senses has helped a ton and breath like breath is one of the only constants that will always be with you and you know if like you're out of breath then like game over you know so you don't need to worry about it anyways yeah you know what I mean you know like at that point you're probably just (laughs) at that point it's it's done but (laughs) but even if you're like hyperventilating you're like shallow breath or whatever like it's still there with you. Yes. And it will always be with you. So if you can learn how to control your breath, then like you're chilling. Yeah. That's cool. So, but I, I love what you said about the, the yeah. five senses, like super, super cool. And it's free. And it's free. So cool. 
You don't have to pay for that. You don't have Thank to you so that. much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be to sure to share with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the beautiful stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration and knowledge on my Instagram by following at Kennedy underscore Garfield. I love you so, so much and can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and grow up. And truly learn self-love and how that looks like for you because it is different for everyone understand that you have influence and you matter and what you say and do it it does matter I mean I believe that we're all one and we're all connected in in one way or another and so the more that we can come together and have positive thoughts and work towards the best version of ourselves and give ourselves grace and really greet each day with love in our heart and set clear intentions that's only helping the world as a whole. Like I genuinely believe that. And so I know that our external world is just an accumulation of all of our internal worlds and we have the power to change that. And so what you do matters. Amen. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much, Shelby. You're freaking awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to share with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the beautiful stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration and knowledge on my Instagram by following at Kennedy underscore Garfield. I love you so, so much and can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and grow up.